you aspire to be Lord Mayor of the City of London, you must be prepared to eat a lot of dinners. Negotiations, diplomacy, pledges of friendship, throughout history all have been smoothed on their way by splendid food and splendid wine. And the most celebrated dinner in the City of London has to be the Lord Mayor's Banquet, held each year in early November after the newly elected Lord Mayor starts their year of office. It takes place in the Guildhall, which you could call the Town Hall of the City, although it is grander than most town halls, dating back to the 1400s. There's been a Lord Mayor of the City since 1189, and the present one, Michael Minelli, is number 695. And the Lord Mayor everyone has heard of? Dick Whittington and his cat. If cats interest you, have a look at my Cat Tales walk on our website. Tales spelt T-A-I-L-S, I'm afraid. The first Lord Mayor's Banquet was recorded in 1501. Sadly, no menu available. In 1634, Lord Mayor Robert Parkhurst's banquet included, beside the obvious banquet stuff, larks, swan, heron and hare. So here's a less frightening menu from 1933. Turtle soup, we'll return to turtles later on, casserole of sole royale, fillets of Dover sole in a cream sauce, baron of beef, baked potatoes, chicken, ham, tongue, salad, roast partridge, orange jelly, meringue, maids of honour, passion fruit iced souffle, dessert, coffee. And to drink? Birch's punch, more of birch in a minute, then Pedro Domecq sherry, Liebfrau milk, two sorts of champagne with that partridge, Bollinger and Heidseek, followed by a 1912 port, then a 40-year-old brandy, and finally Benedictine liqueur. Birch's, the punch providers, opened for business in the reign of George I in the early 1700s and eventually billed themselves as caterers during seven reigns. Among others, they catered for Captain Cook, and for Ernest Shackleton. One of the Birch family became Lord Mayor. He was disrespectfully referred to as Lord Patty Pan. And now back to the turtle. Turtle soup became enormously popular once 18th century sailors realised they could bring the creatures back from the West Indies. It was first served at the Lord Mayor's Banquet in 1761, and throughout the 1750s, Newspapers reported on enormous turtles brought into England, some clocking in at £500 weight and measuring eight feet from fin to fin. They were said to taste like veal or lobster. The Lord Mayor's Banquet was just one of many grand occasions at which turtle soup had to be served. At the Guildhall, three female turtles, each weighing between 70 and 80 kilos were cooked for two days in stock from 200 pounds of veal bones, thyme, marjoram, basil, parsley, nine litres of sherry and half as much sweet white wine. Mrs Beaton's book of household management gave some tips to the home cook. To make this soup with less difficulty, cut off the head of the turtle the preceding day. In later editions, she moderated her approach. When live turtle is dear, many cooks prefer tinned. 
plus a small tin of the green fat. And then there's the mock turtle from Alice in Wonderland. Tearfully, he explains to Alice that once he was a real turtle. Mock turtle, or turtle light, if you like, was a calf's head cooked in the same way as the turtle. Someone who sampled it described it as tasting like glue. But while terrine of turtle cost 12 shillings and sixpence, terrine of mock turtle was five shillings. So you can see the attraction. In recent years, the menu for the banquet has been tweaked to include some dishes with special relevance to the new Lord Mayor. So for a Lord Mayor born in Malaysia, the menu included spring rolls and pak choy. And for a Lord Mayor who in earlier years had been musical director for Blackpool Pleasure Beach, the dessert was Knickerbocker Glory, a confection of ice cream, cream and tinned fruit served in a tall glass, a fine tribute to English seaside holidays. The current Lord Mayor, as I mentioned, is Michael Mainelli, who claims American, British, Irish and Italian ancestry. Maybe that's why his menu included an English cheese, Stilton, pancetta, Italian, samphire, which grows plentifully in Ireland, and a dessert of pecan pie cheesecake, which sounds like a close relation of American pecan pie. And finally, an account from 1704. Then each tucked his napkin up under his chin that his holiday band might be kept very clean and pinned up his sleeves to his elbows because they should not hang down and be greased in the sauce. Then all went to work with such rending and tearing like a kennel of hounds on a quarter of carrion. Manners are more refined these days.